Welcome back to Operation Growth. Today, I'm joined by fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, men's health fitness cover model, and creator of the 24-carat Golden Wings, Brian Mazza. And for those of you guys who live in the tri-state area, I am sure you're familiar with the upscale sports bar and restaurant, the Ainsworth. Brian was the mind behind that. Uh, he helped co-create that, that brand. He also helped co-create the viral dishes, the mac and cheese burger, and the 24-carat golden wings that he did with Jonathan, the food god. So I was just really happy I, I got a chance to connect with Brian. He's a, such a passionate and intense dude who just embodies the idea of self-growth and living your life to its fullest potential. Brian uses what he calls the four F's of life where he wants to keep his attention, time, and effort. And throughout that journey, what we talk about is different things such as accountability, networking, building relationships, the importance of personal branding, and so much more. I will also be including a link within the description of this episode for his upcoming event, the High Performance Lifestyle Training Retreat. That's having an incredible speaking session with some powerhouse keynote speakers. So I'm excited about this one. Let's just jump into it. I'm here with Brian Mazza, fitness enthusiast and entrepreneur, and Brian is somebody that I've been watching from afar, following him on social media, and just really enjoying the content that he puts out from a fitness, business, and overall lifestyle perspective. He's just somebody that a young person like myself can look up to. So I just wanted to thank you, Brian, for you know taking the time to connect with me. I know you're super busy right now with finishing the touches on your high-performance lifestyle training retreat that's happening in a few weeks. So again, thanks so much, my man. No worries, brother. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And how did you come up with the idea behind this event? Sure. So uh, high-performance lifestyle training is uh, my newest brand that I created, but I, I had that brand in my back pocket for um, for a while now, which, is, which has been great. So... Over the past two years, I've been developing this brand on top of developing my personal brand over the year. So it was uh, a brand that I created, and now I finally have been able to put all the pieces together. And we're launching uh, May 17th through the 19th, our first portion of the company, which is the retreat business, um, which we'll be putting on five of those a year of the country. And I figured it was better to start off with hosting it in New York City, where I'm from. And we were lucky enough, um, blessed enough to team up with David Goggins um, as our main keynote speaker. So it's a three-day retreat um, for only 30 people for the three-day portion of it. And we're sold out there. But we actually opened it up for 200 people to listen to David uh, Goggins speak, Danny Rodriguez speak. And we have a Q&A panel of some really, really uh, powerhouse people. Um, the panel is powered by Verb, an accountability app that will be coming out very soon, which is amazing. And uh, we have Brooke Baldwin from CNN. Um, we have Rob Pinnell, the number one lacrosse player in the world. We're going to have Omar Bolden, Super Bowl 50 champion. Mark Zantabi, the founder and creator of Juice Press. Amanda Freeman, the founder of SLT. Um, so, we're really, really going out and we're going to go big right now and get some really powerful people that 
are high performers and the ethos of this company is very very simple it is i personally believe that everybody when they are born are high performers the body is a high performance machine now what happens after birth that is up not sometimes not in control of that person um but sometimes it is in control of that person and what we're really doing is we're blending high performing people that already know it and are being that and we're blending people that are either on the cusp of becoming high performers or people that are not living up to their potential and we are guiding people and helping them out and and why do you think some people like aren't living up to their potential you think well, I mean, there's a, a bunch of different reasons that can contribute to that. But the one thing is it's that nothing is clicking, maybe. Mm. They haven't found something that they're passionate about. They haven't found something that the switch went off where they were like, wow, this is what I want to do, or this is how I want to live my life, or this is who I want to surround myself with. So sometimes it's really easy for someone to just have someone like myself or our team come in and help them get that switch. But, you know, it all also boils down to self-respect and self-love. Um, if you do not have that and if you don't have the self-respect, you will not be able to be successful and you will just, you'll, you'll fizz out. So it's letting people understand what they're worth. It's getting them to get in line with themselves mentally, physically, spiritually. And hopefully we are able to get that switch on for that person and help them on, on their way. Yeah. And you talk about like finding your passion. Um, you know, I, I think you're a super passionate guy. You, you, you can clearly tell that you have a passion for fitness, um, the hospitality space. How did you get introduced to fitness and why does it continue to be such a big part of your life today? Well, first and foremost, I'm an athlete and always was a very, very competitive athlete. Uh, my club soccer team won national championship 16. I went and got a scholarship to play college soccer. So I've always, always been an athlete, and I always knew that if any career I chose or any path that I took, that if, God forbid, that path ended or that path was taken away from me, I can always fall back on being an athlete. So, I mean, someone asks me that question, and, and I feel like the next question is going to be talking about being a brand and all this stuff. It's really, when people say, how do I build a brand, or how do I do this, or how do I do that, when you're building a brand, you have to also think about your personal brand. So if you're building a restaurant group like the Angels, which I did, and created that brand and created the Gold Wings and Mac and Cheeseburger, I always knew that I don't want to just be remembered as the Ainsworth guy. I want to be remembered as a father, as someone who loves fitness, who's someone who's fit, who's, someone who's a good person to people, who is loyal to people and I think that's really important when people are creating brands is that if that brand that you are creating that restaurant that clothing brand that hedge fund that business whatever you're creating if that got taken away from you what will people know you as um and then as I was the you know the angels have been around for 10 years 10 plus years as we were growing that nationally and doing all these other different things I started to really, really immerse myself into the fitness world. I landed the men's health cover. I was in muscle and fitness. I was getting involved in a lot of, you know, a lot of these publications were, were noticing the noise that I was creating. And then people started to really 
start noticing me more as the fitness guy and the health and wellness guy and the dad and all of this stuff. So I always knew when the Ainsworth would be well on its way and doing its, its own thing and, and expanding nationally that I would have more time to focus on other projects. And now that's how I created high performance lifestyle training. And it's funny, those two aspects of your life are just so different. So I'm curious to know if they often complement one another or do they get in the way of one another? How do you balance those two dualities? Well, sometimes they complement each other and sometimes they're a contradiction. Um, I created probably the most gluttonous meal ever, the mac and cheeseburger. Um, (laughs) And then you see me on my assault bike. So do I eat the mac and cheeseburger? No. Um, is it really, really good? Yes. But yes, being an entrepreneur, you know, you build brands and you, you create projects and <clears throat> they become lucrative and then they, be, they really take off and, and, you know, we've grossed over a hundred million dollars in revenue over the years with the restaurant. So we, we've established a really strong brand, but you know, fitness is my life. Fitness is my passion. Fitness is what really gets me going. So they complement each other in the same passion and same effort that you need in order to be successful. It's the same focus. It's the same consistency. That's how they complement each other. Um, and then obviously they don't complement each other in the sense that, you know, I don't drink, we serve booze. Uh, I don't eat that food, but we, you know, I create it. So that's the only way we contradict ourselves myself in, in the business. But sure. In terms of the, the, the how they are very similar, that if you are not going to live the, the product in the sense of living the brand 24-7, which I did for a very, very, very long time, nothing could be successful. So that's how I treat my fitness and my personal life and everything I do, my family and everything. So that's how this is uh, very similar. Right. So it's like based on the same values pretty much. Exactly. The same core values, the same foundation, the same, you know, gas that you put in, in your, your car and, you know, treat yourself like a Ferrari, treat your business like a Ferrari. Um, and that's really, really important. And then you touch upon the values. I, I've heard in, in a few interviews, you talk about the four F's um, of your life. So can you just explain a little bit more about what that is and, you know, how you prioritize those? Sure. So <clears throat> the four F's start with family fitness, fashion, and food for me. Um, obviously, family is the number one job that I have uh, as a dad and a husband, so uh, that that is most important, and family is means the most to me, even my immediate family, my parents, my, my siblings, um, my friends that are considered family. Um, you know, all my best friends are still friends that I grew up with since a, a, a baby, um, and that's really important, and I think that's what builds a strong foundation. We're like a little army and a crew. Um, so family is first and then fitness, you know, um, if I didn't have fitness, I wouldn't be anywhere I am today. It's definitely the driving force, uh, besides my family that keeps me going. It keeps me healthy. I can, can control my controllables, um, in that sense. Um, and something I just really love to do. Maybe I'm a masochist and like just punish myself a little bit all the time on as I work out, but I feel like that has made me focused. It has made me my my workouts are so difficult and so grueling that the rest of my day becomes very, very easy and very clear. Um, and that's really important for young entrepreneurs that are trying to grind and figure themselves out. Uh, find yourself a hard workout and just crush it every day. And then the rest of your day will be very clear. Um, and then you got, you know, 
fashion. I, I, I created a brand called Windsor Custom, um, and that was a really fun and successful brand for a while. And, you know, I, I love menswear, and I have a, an amazing relationship, and I am a partner with Saks, uh, Saks Men, and we, we do a, a ton of great work there. So uh, fashion is something that, you know, I've always was the guy who, the first guy to wear tights in New York and train. I was the first guy to wear colorful tights and train. I was the first guy to wear tights and no shorts and train. First guy to, you know, just make go out and get the new Jordan gear to work out and do all these different things where it was really, I never ever cared what people thought about what I was doing or how I was looking or what I, and it, I just felt good and I just did it. So fashion is extremely important in my everyday life and I take it very seriously and I, and I, I truly love menswear and um, there's going to be a lot of great product coming out with high performance lifestyle training. Um, and then we have in Mazda sports still, and we're doing exclusives and, and we have a lot of things popping off there and then food, right? So food is with the Ainsworth and brands I've created there, the Chester beer garden and the Ganza board for seven years. Um, uh, and you know, I'm not really a big food guy. Like I don't really love to eat. It's, it's, I, I don't, you know, get really crazy cravings and it's not something that like, you know, something that's always on my mind but in, in the sense of that I, I built a very a very promising career off that and uh, you know eight restaurants across the nation that's where the food portion came in and how do you balance all these different aspects of your life and how do you prioritize your days you know it, it's it gets challenging sometimes but um what I what I like to do is I get up at a certain time every every morning and, and that's my time my alone time, especially if there's any young fathers or, or fathers that are listening to your podcast and everything. I, the advice that I would give them is get up two to three hours before your kid gets up. And you're going to think I'm crazy, but if you could start a consistent routine that way and go to bed earlier, and if you're getting up two to three hours prior to your family getting up, you can get so much accomplished. So during those times, four o'clock in the morning, 345 sometimes, I'm able to accomplish from 3.45 to 6 a.m., 6.30, before my son gets up, my whole day. And then it's just me responding to emails. Um, I get everything I need to get done personally, and that's my selfish time, and I think that's really, really important. So, um, you know, when everyone says there's always, you, if you really want to do something, you, you'll always make time and you'll, you'll do stuff, that's really true. So um, if you want to get something done and you have, you have a busy schedule and you have a lot of passions and you have a lot of projects you want to get done and – Say you want to create a business and create a brand, but you, you're stuck at your job, get up earlier and work on it. And is, are those principles kind of how you started um, within the hospitality industry? Like, walk me through no, that. Dude, I was, a, I was a fucking disaster. I mean, I was partying. <laughs> I, was, I was out every night. I mean, that's how I built the Ainsworth brand. I created the first Sunday fun day. Um, you know, all these, all these football parties that everyone goes to now, like, we were the first group to do that um, oh, 10 years ago. Wow. Um, so no, man, I, I worked out, but I didn't take health and wellness seriously. Sure. I partied. I was the party guy. That was my job. It was Brian, bring everyone. Brian have the house party after Brian. Don't come into work on Monday. We totally get it. Just continue to make the brand hot. So it took a long time for me to grow up and it took a very, very a crazy experience of witnessing my dad having quadruple bypass, um, five years ago for me to really buckle down and, and understand that. The brand that I built in the restaurant space and the personal brand that I was uh, really starting to get off and running had really endless potential. So that's when I really, you know, 
strapped up and said to myself, you have one choice. You can either go the party route and hope that Ainsworth continues to crush and you can, and you can do that for the rest of your life or get very healthy and take your health and wellness a lot more seriously and get ready to start a family and get focused so that you can have two brands that do really well and you can enjoy it where you're not hungover. You don't want to fucking have anxiety about what you did the night before and all that shit. And then I made a conscious decision, um, three years ago to stop drinking because I was really training at a you know, top tier facility in, in New York city. And I was getting in the best shape of my life and these opportunities were coming left and right. And that's when I made a choice to say, I'm going to stop drinking. And, and I did it incrementally. I said, I'm going to do 30 days. I'm going to do 60 days. I'm going to do a hundred days. Fuck it. I'm going to do a year. And then next thing I know it's three years and I haven't had a drink. Wow. And that allows you just to, to focus on your goals more and kind of probably get more accomplished throughout the days. Oh my God. Like, I, I couldn't even imagine being hungover now. I couldn't even imagine have, being hungover with a kid. Um, I wake up with an alarm clock at the same time every single day. I am not tired ever. I am ready to, to put my dupes up and fight every single second. Um, it's it's really, I'm blessed that I have that ability now. And, you know, the clarity that I have throughout that process and that journey, um, you know, you learn a lot about yourself in, in Listen, in life, if you really want to do something, you'll do it. You just have to have that switch go off. And that's why we created High Performance Lifestyle Training because the way we train and the way we conduct ourselves and live has really allowed us to do whatever we want to do. Now, do you think that prevents you from networking at all? Because I know a lot of people, they'll go out to bars, restaurants, and meeting people or meeting up with a friend or colleague for drinks to kind of chat. Does not drinking and removing yourself from that scene ever prevent you at all from meeting new people and if not how do you supplement that yeah it's a really awesome question my man um you know we i produced still so much business for my restaurant group from fitness um and again that goes back to you know i don't know if a lot of people will agree with me on this and i hope some big uh guys who have podcasts listen to this regarding what i'm about to say is the duality brand, right? You need to have two prongs to a brand. Um, when I was training every single day at this one facility, Tone House, everyone knew I owned Ainsworth. Where do you think all those people would come after working out or do their holiday parties or do all that stuff? At the Ainsworth. Wow. Um, so it really worked out for me really well. I, I you know, made some really big connections with Lululemon. I made some huge connections with some media agencies and you know, Nike, Reebok, Adidas, all these brands just wanted to get a piece of what I was doing and we leveraged both brands. So, you know, it's networking is crazy. I, I fucking to this day, I, I'm selling this retreat like crazy. I'm getting people in, um, you know, this retreat is, is really important in order to be successful. Sometimes you have to put your reputation on the line. You have to put your face out there for people to know what you're doing in order to be successful. You need to lay that fire under your ass. I talk to fucking people on the corners of the street. If I see them in running sneakers and ask them, where do they train? If I see a guy in a nice suit, I ask him where he got his suit. I talk to people 24 seven. Every time I get a coffee, every time I get gas, you never know who you're going to talk to. You never know who those people are going to know. Um, I literally sold two tickets today getting a salad at lunch. <laughs> wow. Oh and people think I'm crazy, but I don't give a fuck what people think. I do what I want to do. I, I, And, you know, that's just part of life. You have to hustle because if you don't hustle, the next person is going to do it. 
Um, and you have to have fun doing it. You know, at the end of the day, I know all this shit can go away. Just like the switch that went off for me, the switch can go, you know, the other, the wrong way. And it could be, you know, a different story. So I literally just try to be the best I could possibly be 24 seven. Uh, and it's not even just for like my family. It's really not. It's, it's, you have to look in, in, and it has to be the inner peace, the inner love, um, in order for you to be able to be the best you could be for other people. And since you are meeting people so frequently, I'm just curious to know what's the best way to keep the relationship between these people that you meet, how to keep them within your network and ultimately, you know, using them as a resource or a friend even. Well, the main thing that's important is if you're going to build a network and you're going to provide a service for people and it has to go both ways, right? So if I say I'm going to do something ever in life, I do it. And that's the biggest thing. I'll never tell you I'm going to do so. Like, listen, this took us a couple of meetings for us to, to schedule, but I said I was going to do it for you, and I did it, right? I could yeah. have flaked, and I could have said, dude, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen, but that's not the type of person I am, and that's not how you build a brand. Um, if you say you're going to do it, do it. If you're in sales and you're selling a product, you must deliver for that person. Um, under promise, over deliver 24-7. And just be honest with people. People want honesty. Um, I, you know, I, I can't stand when I talk to people and they don't get back to me forever, forever and ever. Um, you know, like today I had lunch with a, a, a guy who's a multi, multi, multi billionaire. Is actually coffee this morning. He emails me back right away. I write him an email. What's up? Hey, what's up? What are you doing? You want to work out? You want to do this and that? He's not my best friend. He's someone I look up to. But it's the honesty and loyalty that we have with each other. So I don't care if it's the person behind the counter at Starbucks or if it's the CEO of a major company or someone who created a crazy product who's a billionaire. You know, you have to get back to people and you have to be loyal to what you're going to say. If you say you're going to meet with someone, meet with them. You say you're going to call them back, call them back. You say, I'm going to be on your podcast and it's going to take us a couple of times to figure this out just because life is crazy. Okay, that's fine, but it's going to happen. So... If you say you're going to do it, fucking do it. It's okay to say no. Right. If it, right, if it's off-brand, right? Not, not even off-brand, but like, if I didn't have time to do the podcast, or if I didn't have time to do this, or if this guy didn't have time to have coffee with me, he could have said, I don't have time. I will get back to you when there's time, but right now I don't. Right. And that is okay. And if there's an opportunity that comes your way that you, you uh, can't get involved in, or it's not the right for your brand room, it is totally okay to say no in a respectful way because you never want to burn bridges. And you never know when you need to you know, get back in touch with people. Sure. So you just say, hey, not right now. I'm sorry. Thank you. Absolutely, man. That's, that's incredible advice. We are coming up on the half hour here, so I wanted to make sure you got a chance to share your story on how you really got into the hospitality industry, how you gave up parts of your 20s, and really just put your head down and worked to ultimately get where you are today, which is, you know, being the president of the Page Hospitality Group and having these su- successful brands under your portfolio, such as the Ainsworth. Sure. So I moved to New York City with $400 in my pocket. My sister was a, a very, very prominent hair colorist in New York City. And her client at the time was Rachel tell. Rachel worked at a nightclub in the Hamptons and needed an assistant. My sister signed me up to take that gig. Now, I used to go out to the Hamptons with my parents in the summer. Um, Didn't go to nightclubs as a a kid. 
but I, I knew I liked the Hamptons. So I get a call from Rachel. Hey, Brian, do you want to be my assistant now at this nightclub? Your sister said you'd be great at it. So I said, sure. So I think I was making like $22,000 a year at the time at this clothing company I was working at, which I thought was like a lot of money and it was a great gig and everything and until I really fell in love with the nightlife scene. So I went out to the Hamptons and I just was blown away by and enamored by the nightlife and the celebrities and the girls and the partying and all that stuff. So I said, wow, you know, this seems fun. I'm meeting a ton of chicks. I'm, I'm making around $1,000 a night in cash. This is really great. And Rachel was hot and sexy and, um, you know, she was my boss and she was really, really good to me. And then I said, you know what, this could be something that could be a career for me. So I decided that I'm going to do everything that nobody wants to do. Mm. So every morning I got up, I got everybody coffee and everyone bagels. I worked everybody out. I got everybody's dry cleaning. I cleaned the house. I made sure everyone was set up. I, I worked fucking hard. I was on time. I was never late. I worked, 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 worked until opportunities started to really fall into place for me. And then I was like, wow, it's all I have to do is work hard, work hard, be personable, be sweet, be likable. And then you'll get opportunities. And that's how it started. And then I met my partner. Um, and then we created the Ainsworth together. And that was the first thing I ever owned. And, you know, we, it was just, it was a really great ride. And, you know, I owe a lot to Rachel. I owe a lot to, uh, Andrew Goldberg from Marquee who told me, who taught me a lot. And, you know, people are going to give you opportunities in life and that's great. And you just better make sure you capitalize on them. And what was the biggest like obstacle that you had with creating the Ainsworth and, and how did you overcome that? I don't think there was an obstacle to create the Ainsworth. I think hmm. there was the unknown of creating the Ainsworth. There was no ever sophisticated sports bar ever created before. So we didn't know what we were really getting into. Um, I think the hardest thing was just de delivering a consistent product day after day. And last question here, what would be the biggest advice you can give to a young person that is either fresh out of college, uh, maybe they're in the beginning or the infancy of their career, they're not really exactly sure what they want to do, but they, they're hungry and they're passionate and they want to put their energy into something, but they're not exactly sure what. What is the best advice you can give to somebody that's preparing for this next stage in life? I think there's a couple things. Find out what you don't want to do. That's how you should start it. Find out what you really do not want to do and go the opposite way. Write down what you really want to do, look at it, see it every day, and do everything possible to get to that goal. Um, also, you're going to have to do shit you don't want to do, like I said. and That is super important. Be on time, don't be late, and be reliable. Um, if you do that, people will notice you. I promise you. They will notice you. Be likable. Find out things in common with people you work with. Do these things. Stand out. What are you going to do to make you different? I was always the fittest kid in that restaurant group. I was always the fittest kid around those people. And they liked that. They liked the energy. They liked seeing that. So be likable. Don't be late. Um, be loyal. If you're going to say you're going to do something, do it. And do the shit no one wants to do. Because when you start doing everything, they're going to say, Oh, that guy's reliable. That guy will do it. We just have to ask him one time. He'll get done. And the next thing you know, they're going to say, hey, we have a big promotion. You think you can handle this? And you'll get the job. Woo! Fired up right now, man. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for connecting with me on this. This has been an amazing episode with some tactical feedback. 
you've been inspiring me for a while now. So again, I'm just really thankful we got we found time to connect. Um, Thank and, you, bro. Yeah. And I'm gonna hold you accountable to get a ticket for the speaker series, bro. <laughs> All right, I got you. Uh, thanks for the time, man. You know, keep doing your thing. Keep working hard. Keep your head down. Just focus, and good things happen to those who work hard. All right, Brian. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. Have a good night.